Welcome back to Where Are You Really From? It's Yael Gavish here and today it's the special 50th episode! Woo! And for that I have a very special guest, a very, very special guest. Uh, he is a stand-up comedian in Boston and the area. And also he is my husband. So he travels a lot. <laughs> and you, you traveled before. I have and traveled yes, before, yes. Yes, that's Matt Kona, everybody. Yay! Hi, thank you for having me here, <laughs> even though I, I can't leave because we're recording this during quarantine. <laughs> so you're stuck with me. And I was planning on recording that a while, while, while ago, but then quarantine started. And well, you had, a lot of, you had a lot of guests that were scheduled, yes. both for the podcast and the TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that became a problem, right? Because you had people that were going into the studio in Somerville who were infected. Oh, yeah. So you didn't even want to I go mean, they there. I were, mean, they weren't infected. Their parents were infected. So they shut, they shut down the, the studio before quarantine started officially. Yeah. So, yeah, but that, that's not the podcast. That's the where you're really from, the, the TV show version. Right. That you hosted the first episode with me. I lost my job after the first episode. <laughs> I, I was more of a fill in host. I was furloughed. I was furloughed from your TV show. So, yeah, it's kind of a daunting thing that you had all these guests lined. I mean, for so long, you had banked many, many episodes and they continued to come out every week. And now. Now the tank is empty, but you're not interested in doing Zoom podcasts? No, I feel like it's okay to, to take a break a little bit till everything will go back to normal, which hopefully will happen soon. And, uh, yeah. and then there's so many episodes. Like now, right now we're recording the, the special 50th episode, not included at least three episodes that are not part of the counting, I think. The, Non-canon. The, the one in French and two of the Fringe. French Fringe. French fringe. <laughs> Matt woke up today with a lot of energies. I had that yesterday, and now I'm tired, and he replaced me. Well, we that's the thing. Each other. I mean, this is if you're listening to this, and, and uh, the miracle drug hasn't that we all uh, somehow anticipate will be invented and fix all of our problems. Every day, you, you know, you wake up with energy, or you wake up and you wish you could spend the entire day in bed. And I feel like uh, the both of us have kind of alternated between the two in terms of... You have more of them. I, I can't What do you spend, mean? I, I, I spend maybe two days in bed all day. I, I haven't spent any I days feel... in bed. Oh, come on. No. You and your Star Trek? Yeah, well, I... let, let's start for that. I think that, first of all, I do think that we should do more podcasts of us as two comedians married... Um, well, we, we might have to. I mean, I mean, you want to give people a break, but people need to s- listen to something when they take their their one hour of outdoor time a day. <laughs> like we're all prisoners. yeah. We can start watching. Uh, I don't know, like uh, horror movies again, or no. We, we should we should recap Adam Sandler's movie. No, that's no. what we do. What we should uh, do right now? What we should we're do? Play, is, what we should do on this podcast is plan for future podcasts. I sent you. Over. See, here's the thing. We. 
talk to each other all day. Obviously, we're we're uh, no, you're, no, we're not. I'm talking. We don't to talk you. to each other all day. Yeah, I'm... that's true. <laughs> you well, we're gonna see how that goes for this podcast. If you're just talking to me, and I'm going, uh huh, yep, what? Because... No, that's I do with other guests. Today I told you I'm a little tired. No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh okay. God. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm I send you emails sometimes of interesting things. Usually, I email them to you because you're asleep. And I'm still Yeah, but you like... didn't realize that I don't look at emails. I just got yeah, an email. Yeah, why is that? I will, tell, I will tell the listeners a story. I just realized that uh, a credit card that they never use uh, got charged $65 in Target in California. So I called that place, the, the, the credit, it's Credit One. And I called them to let them know because they never use this card, especially not in California and especially not in quarantine time. And then I, I tried to look at my charges and my email. And then I saw a few days after the charge happened, I got an email that my card was added successfully to my Samsung Pay, which I don't have any Samsung product. Right. So I told you, I don't read emails. If I would, I would probably realize that before. Yeah. And if you had read your emails, you'd realize that the things I'm sending you are... Hey, honey, hope it's okay that I sent this picture of your Discover card to this person that needs to upgrade their Samsung in California. <laughs> write back if it's not cool. And you didn't write back. So, that, you, you assume, know, yeah. we're in this situation. You took it as a yes. No, but I sent you. So, Amazon Prime has done kind of a cool thing. I know Amazon is kind of an evil corporation and they treat their workers like shit. But Prime Video has uh, done something cool for young independent filmmakers because the south by southwest festival was canceled now south by southwest happens every year in texas and it's a music festival and a film festival i don't know if they happen at the same time i've never been but they released a bunch of movies and short films for free for 10 days on amazon prime and i got this email late at night after you had already fallen asleep on the couch <laughs> which does happen classic, classic occasionally every day. more and more occasionally because of this. every night well when you have no real reason to wake to go to bed early or to wake up early whatever go, you get carried away so um i have a very comfortable pillow like body that you've cozied up to <laughs> so hey listen i'm not faulted you for falling asleep uh, I, i'm a master of falling asleep on the couch and sometimes i've fallen asleep uh, with you sometimes as well Right. So, so anyway, I read through this whole list and it looked like there was some pretty interesting movies. So I thought, because every October we, we watch 31 horror movies in a month. And, and it's all on the same channel, so you can check it out on iTunes or SoundCloud. Right. You can go back and uh, flip through the months when you stop seeing people's names and the names of movies like Chopping Mall or Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You know that those aren't the names of French comedians that you met at the Fringe <laughs> Festival. But um, I don't know. I thought maybe we could watch some of those movies and talk about them. But you'll have to stay tuned, listeners. See what decision we make and how we fill these long yeah. blurry quarantine days yeah all right can we go back to the special occasion it's the 50th episode which means that i'm doing the the podcast for over a year right now which is it's wow right 52 every week, weeks in a year yeah every week and, and it's crazy i'm very proud of myself for doing that and i wanted to ask you as my guest of the podcast where are you really from well I grew up in a town called Woburn, Massachusetts, 
I was born in a town that also begins with a W called Winchester, Massachusetts, at a hospital. I wasn't born in a jacuzzi on a hippie commune. Uh, I lived in Woburn until I... Even though you look like that. Uh, well, I mean, when as, I met as you a baby, better, I had a small like beard and some dreadlocks. <laughs> and there was no embryonic fluid. It was all patchouli. Uh, I lived in I lived in Woburn uh, until the second grade, but it's kind of strange because I I feel like I don't know I I have a problem with going back and thinking about when I was a kid. Like I have a hard time associating what age I was in. Yeah, you have a hard time to remember things. Well, what my age was in a grade. That's one thing that that I struggle with. I have no idea how old a second grader is. Eight? Eight? Yeah. eight? Okay. Seven, eight. Well, I was definitely doing things while living in Woburn that... Now, thinking back on it, and, you know, even reminiscing 15 years ago on it, seem kind of odd as an eight-year-old. Like, I was... I could buy spray paint from a hardware store and spray paint at the bottom of my skateboard... And I remember just leaving the house, and it was totally fine. I mean, I know parenting was different back then, but we would just walk downtown to the comic book slash mostly trading card store that sold all sorts of different types of candy and just buy stuff and walk back and be completely free and unsupervised when doing that. We would go to the pizza place. I had no idea... I mean, I must have had an allowance of like a few bucks a week or something. So we would go by, down there, buy a slice of pizza at a place called the Pasta Pot, which was owned by a friend of mine's dad. And so you got food for free? I don't think that we got food for oh, free because it was always a big what group a of kids. This is not a friend. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like I was buddies with his dad, and and, it, and it I wasn't. Matter. I wasn't usually going there with him because he didn't live in the ah, same so neighborhood. He's, he's not a friend. So we were both born around the same time because our parents were pregnant together. Aww. So we had a forced friendship. We were <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So I, I lived there until the second grade. My parents moved north to a small town called Rowley, Massachusetts, which is by Newburyport and Salisbury. Those are towns that people in Massachusetts are a little bit more familiar with than Rowley. Rowley is known primarily for two things one is a weekly event it's a, like a flea mar- outdoor flea market called todd farm and the other is it's the homes of one of the oldest diners in the country agawam diner so we moved up there i think my parents wanted to get out of the inner city i don't know woburn was closer to boston and there was also, I didn't know about this at the time, I don't know if it had direct effect on it, but the lead poisoning in the water, there was a movie that was made called A Civil Action starring John Travolta that was about some controversy that happened in Woburn. So maybe they didn't really? want, want me drinking lead water. Mm. Yeah. And uh, so we left. Well, your aunt stayed with the lead. My aunt stayed? Yeah, I mean, my aunt and uncle lived there at the time. I don't have anyone that still live. Well, oh, I have my. In Woburn, you have a lot of family in Woburn. That live in Woburn? I have zero relatives that live in Woburn right now. Oh, no, Medford. Yeah. Medford, Medford. Yep. 
Medford is where my parents yeah. met. That's where my chiropractor is in Woburn. That's where they grew up. Doctor James Ellis. Right, but your chiropractor has a water cooler. So, oh yeah. I so bet don't worry. And also, thirty years later. But there are lead cups, though. So <laughs> bring your own bottle of water. So also, he's I, stayed open the entire quarantine. Yeah, he's still open. Yeah. Um. So that's so, where I'm really from. Yeah, and he traveled a lot. I think that's one of the the things that I find very charming about you. That I've been other places. Yeah, a lot of Americans, and I mentioned that before in other episodes. Like I told you that Americans don't travel a lot. For them to travel is to go to Florida sometimes, or to go to Ireland, which is still like going out, but it's still like not a, a serious, like you know, like different culture and different. Uh, languages and 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 then we talked about it before and then you said that it's not true and i proved you that you're wrong when i looked on google how many americans you you googled americans i I don't think and it's less than 40 percent so yes i guess yeah but that doesn't mean that they don't travel a lot within the united states it's the same country come on go to find different for me it's like i find it like very i don't know it's it's I, I, I'm obsessed with it. I want to see other countries. Besides the fact that they want to see Paris over and over and over and over again, uh, I still would like to see more of like other places in the world, like cultures that I've, I've never... Like, I don't know. I want to go to to Africa. I want to go to Australia. I want to go to to the East, like you know, like India. I want to go to I know. To Japan. I understand to China. that. It's, it's different than to go in the same country. Like I, Yeah, but there's certainly... it. There are parts of America that are very different than other yeah, parts of America. Yeah, that's true. And also I traveled a lot in America. I know, but, but like I don't understand why I it matters. I just gave you a compliment that you traveled a lot and I find it very I know, charming. I know, I know. But you brought up the fact, something that we have argued with <laughs> over about how Americans don't travel. And I, I think that travel is a hobby like many other things like cars and collecting baseball cards or being a bodybuilder and and people have different obsessions some people oh, yeah, want to do that some people but don't but i'm saying but outside of first of all europe is not a good example because in europe you can travel with a car and in a few hours get into a different country there's a lot a of small yeah. countries in yeah, europe yeah so that's yeah. much easier and Israel, you can't drive anywhere outside of Israel unless you're going to Egypt or Jordan and it's kind of like safer than the others, but you're not. Yeah, but is it, it's not common for people from Israel to go to Egypt and Jordan? No, they went, they started to go back to Egypt recently in like the last couple of years. Just to help do some refurbishments to the pyramids? No, they're just going and sitting on the beach for like four hours. That's what they're doing. Different beaches? Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's Sinai, it's Sinai. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I, yeah, I, but it's like a few hours with an airplane to uh, travel to to Europe. So it's, it's like four hours away from Paris. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, the, we would travel to Maine every summer. That's where my grandparents lived, and my parents had a little that, trailer So that's there. what I'm saying. It doesn't yeah, I know, count. But, but, I traveled okay, to a lot but what do you times. mean? It, okay, but stop. Like, first of all... What do you mean it doesn't count? International travel is different than travel. I'm just telling you that I've been so to these places. That's what I'm talking about. You, why it's do you it's care? like that Florida thing. I, I don't care. I just said that, that it char- like for me, I find it charming that you did all of those uh, Europe travels. Uh, but 
Right. But a I'm, lot of Americans don't do that, and I think I think well, that it's something that they should change for themselves. It's it's amazing, and it's it's pretty fun, and and people sometimes don't even aware to those facts. That, like you need to go out to to get that obsession and that like feeling that you need more, you want more. But then a lot of people, especially in New England, that's something like I realized all the time that in the winter time, for example, a lot of a lot of people from New England they're going to Florida, which is amazing and I'm very jealous of them. But uh but that's it. They don't travel more than that. They won't go to Mexico to for like a few days just to to go to to have a special, I don't know, to see a new culture. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but are you understanding what I'm saying when I'm asking you why you care about what other people are traveling so much? I don't care for them. I care for like I don't know. It's it's good. They should do that. I, yeah, I feel like I'm not dis- people I'm should, not should encourage them to do that. Go get your passport. Get out of here. The world is amazing. Not it now. Is. Not in Corona time. Please don't leave. I mean, flights <laughs> companies super cheap. But are, don't. Yeah. Don't now you follow uh, celebrities in uh, on social media. Have you seen people take pictures on the planes, like with two other people on it? No, I have. I mean, I've. Uh, I'm not a, a huge pro wrestling fan anymore, but I've seen pictures of wrestlers on airplanes that have two people on them, which is insane that they still fly like that. I mean, the amount of money that is like people are getting private jet experiences <laughs> for regular commercial flights. We should do that. No, we shouldn't do that. You have a friend <laughs> in a, in a former podcast guest who might have gotten COVID nineteen on a plane oh, coming yeah, from New did. York to yeah. Israel. Yeah, no, no, I'm Schuster Eliassi. If you don't follow her yet, you should. She just was on the CNN. Um, it's pretty cool to tell her story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Patient number three five. I'm not. Five. I'm not in a rush to. To travel again? No, I'm kidding. I, I just like I can't no. wait to go back to Israel. I had a, a flight ticket for the end of May, and it canceled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing I mean, some comedy in Hebrew. Yeah, like do that for a while. I mean, my day job is very reliant on people who travel and and visit Boston, and yeah, and, they want to tell us what are you doing. And that's uh, that's very difficult. Uh, I like that I'm saying you gonna, us. Like, gonna, remind me. I, I forgot. know. <laughs> I know. I'm being interviewed. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm being. A, I'm in guest mode right now. I'm. I'm. Uh, guest mode in your on your couch. Let's stick with travel though, because I'm starting to tell you about the places I've traveled to, and, and I know. Oh that, yeah, I know. I know that you don't count them if they're in the United States. No, I do count them. I don't count them if it's one day. Or a connection, like if you didn't actually travel in those places, it's like I've been in Vienna. No, I have not. I spent like I spent a night, like almost almost an entire like twenty four hours in a, in an airport in in I think in Saint Petersburg. I don't count that I've been in Saint Petersburg. It was terrible experience, first of all, and second of all, I didn't leave the the, aer- the airport, and even if I had, it. all right. Yeah, your turn. Go. Okay. But can we please get past your hang-ups about nitpicking other people's travel experiences? Who cares? If someone's... You just brought it back now. I know. So no, gonna, no, you brought uh, it back saying you don't count it if you've been in a place for one day. Because it doesn't count. No, one day, if you travel in that day, it's okay. But if you just, like, 
If you were, if you were transferred from, so for example, I never, I, know, but, I never well, said no. But but look. you're going completely against what I'm trying to because say. if you didn't experience the 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 country, it doesn't mean that you've been there. Like for me, I took a bus from Paris to to Holland when I was ten, I think, and we drove through Belgium for like a few hours. I've never been to Belgium. It doesn't count. I was driving through Belgium. It's okay. I've never been, I've never talked to people in Belgium. I've never saw like things, the, the culture. I've never had a meal. Maybe I did, but it, it's still like, maybe we, st- we stopped for the night for like a few hours or something. But that's what I'm saying. Like for me, a place that you've been, it's a place that you, that you discovered. Okay. But here's the thing. People who are coming to the United States from France. Okay. They've never been anywhere in the United States. And they fly to Orlando, Florida. And they go to Disney World mm. only. Miami. Miami. No, no. They go oh. to, I'm saying they you go to Disney that, World. So they're not from France. <laughs> okay. So if they just go to Disney World and that's their only experience and they go straight from the resort back to the airplane and then so they been to fly United home. States. But they didn't experience anything about American culture. They experienced it something matter, of the Walt but they, Disney Corporation. It doesn't matter. First of all, they saw all but those, why? Why all those lines, all those Americans in lines. They spoke English. They had to, even though it's very hard for them to, uh, excuse me, uh, I don't uh, know, uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's different. Right. But even though you drove through Belgium, like you might have been looking in a, a magazine the whole time or if you were 10 coloring in a coloring book or something like you were looking out the window experiencing i can what you look saw. On, on youtube and learn you even better back then but who cares like what are you doing like are you a travel judge yes you are way <laughs> yes i'm gonna change my podcast name to travel you are judge. you are alienating everyone is, would you consider that cares? I've been to San Francisco? You want to talk about where I'm from, or you want to like nitpick? People no, I just want you have... to to tell us where did you travel and why. Yeah, I know. I'm and just... places like, for example, the fact that you don't want to go to Mexico because right. you said that you've been to Mexico, which you've been in only one small place that nobody goes to, and you didn't uh, there travel. There were a lot of people didn't... there. I experienced a, an entire day's worth of Mexican <laughs> culture in Nogales, Mexico. I walked there and back. I went to bars. I went to restaurants. I walked and to when a they fair. told you, let's go for like, I don't know, like Playa del Carmen or something. Like, no, I've been to Mexico well, already. What you want to experience in Mexico is the example that I just gave of French people experiencing Disneyland. You want to stay in a resort the whole time with pools. No, I want to travel. What do you think? They don't, you, go? you can't go outside and do tracks and then... And, and trails and I know hikes. that a majority of the places that have resorts recommends that you don't go out there because oh, people on. are getting I, their heads chopped off I, and, <laughs> and there's okay. crime and a corrupt and police And also, yes, I want to go everywhere. to a resort. Take me to a resort, please. Right. Take me out of the house, we, anywhere. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> To the, the dog's park here. We have to drive and happy. sleep in our car the entire <laughs> way there because all the hotels are, are closed down. Uh, I mean, I can tell you about all the places in Europe but I'm gonna have to put it as a disclaimer. I was with a, a band on both occasions, and there were the majority of the cities we were only in for one day. So technically, in your mind, I've never traveled in Europe. 
I've, no, I've never experienced these That's, places. I was only no, there for a day. No, I didn't go to museums. Okay. I feel like you don't have to go to the museums, but but if you like feel the vibes of the country of the city. Oh well, yeah, but I felt many vibes. I mean, I try. I tried to get as much out of it as I could. That. I knew I was there. I knew that maybe someday I would never go back. Especially like the no, the first time I went there, I had no idea that I would go there again. Um, I think it was. The four years later, I was there. I believe in two thousand five for the first time. You have no idea. I'm. I'm <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to remember. Like, but by, by the year. Uh, How old were you? No, no, no. It wasn't two thousand five. No, it, it was. It was like two thousand seven or eight. And then I was there. I remember being there in two thousand nine specifically because that's the year that I started doing stand up comedy. And and. Uh, but when I went the first time, I, I didn't do it. You've and, never done it there. No, I did a. I did force my way onto music shows that the band was playing. I did comedy. Uh, I want to say two times while in Europe. One time was in London, and one time was in Sweden. Did you what? Yeah, before the band performed. So much. Yeah, well, there's there's, where, where there's you, so wait. much about me that you don't know because you don't allow me to talk. <laughs> so also, you don't talk. What am I going to talk about? Like you, I start to say Ma- something, and you're like, "Oh, people. wait, I have to tell you about 17 yeah, people also, that I've never met." But also, you never, you never communicate. You have a big problem with communicating. Okay, this is like marriage counseling <laughs> in podcast form. I still love you, uh, but wait, where did you do comedy in, in Sweden? They were never venues that. First of all, first of all, the first one in Sweden. Was it the, the it, music show? It, yeah, they were all music shows. So they were all, and they were punk shows, which happen. Not in rock clubs. They happen in like weird places. I mean, we the, the venues that they performed in, one of them was in uh, Poland. And it, it used to, it, it was this huge complex that used to be um, like an office that Nazis had. It, it was, oh, my it, God. It, it, was, it was like their fucking office building. And we played... Mario Kart in it, <laughs> in in one room, and there was an Indian wedding in another room oh too. Yeah, it was crazy, but um, yeah, D- London. It, it was literally in like a a squat. Are you familiar with squats? These are abandoned buildings that people are technically not allowed to live in, but they do, and they run venues out of them and stuff. But they're just not zoned for it, and the city isn't gonna enforce it or try to like kick people out. So they kind of just look the other way. So, yeah, we're in London, and and everyone, I was very drunk. I remember being so hungover the next day, and we went straight from the show afterwards to a ferry to Amsterdam, an overnight ferry oh that, that got us there at like seven in the morning. And all I remember was eating chips, aka French fries, um, before we got. We, we stopped at a chip shop in London, which famously has them everywhere, fish and chips. And uh, they were very greasy, hot chips, and I was starving. And then I believe I got sick on the ferry going over there. And I couldn't sleep. And uh, we didn't have beds anyway. We just had to be in the seats. And I remember the... the uh, the early morning, there were two movies. There was a little room that, that was like a public TV room. And we watched this really shitty 
On the ferry? Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, on the ferry. Where he is a guy that just got out of prison and becomes a bodyguard for a rap. Like a rap CEO or something. I don't know. And, and then um, and then my first ever James Bond movie. I'd never seen a James Bond movie before. And it was Casino Royale. And I did enjoy it, although I felt like absolute death from from drinking so much. Also, I was my I was not in the band. For those of you who don't know me personally, <laughs> I was a roadie, so I was the person in charge of selling records and T-shirts. And I got so drunk that I left a box of records <gasps> at the venue. It wasn't a huge box; it was only about like twenty records, but that's a lot. It's like. 200 euros worth of records or pounds as they were in england oh my god so, yeah i was uh, not and they, good they at my let, job oh my god what do you and want you were like with them the entire I time they didn't fire you or something what are they gonna do send me home <laughs> buy me a plane ticket i don't know make you pay for that things get really mad and they're like yeah well they don't got, go with us anymore they got real mad yeah what they, uh, what i said they got real mad yeah of course <laughs> but, um <laughs> I don't think we realized it for a while. And then I think we, I did eventually like get them shipped back. So it wasn't like a complete loss, but it was a huge pain in the ass that I take full responsibility for. But I mean, I did other things that made up for it. Like what? Well, like stand up before. No, no. (laughs) I, I paid to like ship their shirts there so they wouldn't get taxed for customs reasons because we, none of us had work permits to go there. So I mailed shirts ahead of time and uh, whatever, you know, I fucked up. But I did pull my weight, even though uh, I wasn't always on point every night. And there were many times that I got drunk because the thing about the thing that I love about European hospitality, especially for bands, is that they feed you. They give you a place to stay and you drink for free. And I was the only the first time we went. I was with a band and no members of the band drank or smoked pot. And so I made up for it for all of them <laughs> because I did all of those things. And I was very drunk and I passed out behind the merch table one night <laughs> and uh, I would like take beers from the venue, even though they said you could have whatever you want. I would just like take them for the future for when we went to a squat that might not have had a, a bar or anything so I, I would always have beer with me and uh you know weed in some places although and it's your big trip to europe it's like the the israel yeah, they told I was you partying. About it. yeah it's it's like it doesn't like... mean that i was taking it, it it lightly i was still trying to soak in as much culture or whatever like learn how i learned that uh they like to put tobacco in their joints and they don't like to pass joints here they like to smoke their own and I was like, can I get a hit of that? And they were like, huh? It's like asking a stranger what? to get a sip of their soda. In Europe? In the places that I went to Europe, yeah, the places they, would, they would so smoke like... spliffs. And usually they would smoke them themselves. It wasn't like a communal thing. Like everyone had their, their own. They weren't passing around a, a big blunt or a joint yeah. or bowls or anything like that. For the most part. There bowls, was... it's bungs. No, a bong is water in it. A bowl is just a, a pipe. It's oh, just okay. a common, common I used I, I don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. I don't do drugs can. either. And uh, his wife doesn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> his work doesn't let him. Yeah. So. And um, his wife is supporting. 
Yeah, yeah, you're one of those people. I have friends that like. I feel like it's. It, yeah, it's fifty-fifty. Like fifty percent would smoke and would sit on the couch and think about the I don't know, about the space. Then there are fifty percent, even less than fifty percent. That's like the that would smoke a joint and go to work and like it will help them like be better. <laughs> I have no, for me. I'm the other per, per, like people. If I would smoke a joint, I would get stressed and sit on the couch and won't do anything yeah well i mean the, the first place that well the first stop on the initial tour the first time i went to europe was you know not counting flying into ireland because we didn't have any shows there we, we flew to ireland basically just get on another plane to the netherlands and in holland it weed is legal and they they even have coffee shops aka places you could buy weed on the menu and i've been there <laughs> and, and the the twice two members of the band because we weren't in a in um amsterdam at first we were in uh i don't remember a town with probably lots of f's and j's in it in the in the countryside and we we're part of a festival so they played early and it was a day-long thing so we were going to be hanging out at the venue all day but we had time to leave and go get food and things like that so two of the other members of the band discovered that down the street there was one of these coffee shops so they took me there they like basically forced me like hey hey you want to go smoke some legal weed and i was like it's pretty cool yeah but they were more excited to bring me there than i was to go there i was like yeah all right cool and they it's like I mean, you're talking about weird. you're talking about like over ten years ago. No, it's yes, yes, I am talking about over ten it's, years it's ago. It's super weird. I remember the first like the first first time that was in Amsterdam. It was I was like ten. I didn't smoke. My mom said that she didn't smoke either. I, I believe her. Uh, but when I was nineteen, I think I, wa I was back to Amsterdam, and I remember I I barely smoked. I had like a, a space muffin thing. Uh, but but I, I remember like to see people smoking weed and there was like police officers next to them it was like over 10 years ago it was like oh my god it's so illegal what are they doing it's so weird to see that well i don't think you're supposed to i mean i'm just going by uh, john travolta's monologue in pulp fiction but i don't think you're supposed to smoke it outside they probably wouldn't arrest you for it but they might tell you to put it out or throw it away but that's why they have these places they're like designated places yeah the to shops. get high but still it's still like oh my god you can buy weed in the men this is different yeah i'm just no i'm just saying that i thought it was weird that those guys were so excited and they wanted to sit me down in a coffee shop and basically watch well, me these smoke are your weed friends. alone yeah yeah smoke, smoke they didn't smoke you know it's like if you why, why didn't they smoke because they don't want to they were straight edge. They, some of them, two of them, had never done a drug or had a drink in their life. They just didn't want to. They had oh no, my God. They saw no. Man, there's a lot they're of people like out there like that. Church, I respect church players, it. Like that's no, no, they're not <laughs> church players. Like they, <laughs> they sing in the chorus. No. So anyway, Gregorian it, music. It was cool, it, but it was it was strange to have an audience. Did you travel in Amsterdam? Yeah, we spent multiple days there, and we spent a lot of time walking around the city. I what remember. What was your favorite? What was my favorite? Yeah, what do you mean? Favorite thing in Amsterdam to do or to see? 
the city. I mean, just walking around and, and uh, seeing right. seeing a boats in the river in the middle of the city. Um, I did have to pee into the river once, and there was like right outside of someone's window who was very. Oh mad my at god! Me. What we're walking around every day. I don't speak Americans. Dutch. We have to pee <laughs> and try to find some place. You know. Oh my god! What are you gonna do? Um, I I did think I was being clever, uh, and I uh, I sort of like sat down and took my dick out, like I was just sitting there and and uh, just <laughs> peeing down into the river, and uh, so yeah. I sat down to pee outside. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Romantic. But I mean, I I was soaking I up fa- everything. I would talk to people, ask them about everything, and and uh, about everything. What did you ask them about? What do you guys do? What do you eat? <laughs> What's what, what, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was the Heineken experience. Yeah, we didn't do any real tourist stuff in Amsterdam. There was. Well, we also didn't want to spend money. We're, we were there on a pretty tight budget. Uh, luckily, you know, the hospitality that the people showed us was incredible, but, but we didn't go into the Museum of Sex, which they had or I went to the, like, like a dungeon thing, a few of them. I guess and I remember the first time I was there with my mom, we went to, to see Anne Frank's house. It's a museum. Yeah. The Anne Van Gogh Museum. And I went to the zoo. <laughs> there is a zoo. In it was a museum of just his paintings, or was it yeah, like his old like, studio? I'm not sure. I the think post office like, that he mailed his ear he from. He lived there or something. I don't. I don't remember. I was ten. It was. Oh my god! It was twenty years ago. I want to cry. Well, nineteen <laughs> at the time of this recording. Uh, yeah, it was nine. It was nine. It was yeah. two thousand and nine. Now, just nineteen ninety nine. I'm sorry. So the the you know so that's how the tour started. We flew into Ireland, went to the Netherlands, and then we spent quite a lot of time in Poland because the band's record had come out on a Polish record label. So the majority of the tour was booked by this guy Robert who ran his label called Refuse Records. And Robert because he's from Poland primarily had contacts for venues in Poland. So this was technically a European tour that was a huge chunk of it was Polish, a big <laughs> Polish tour. I'm half Polish. Yeah, well, you've never been to Poland, right? Nope. Yeah, it's big. Weird. It's a big, strange yeah. country that doesn't have highways. There's no highways. <laughs> Will you go back to Poland with me? I, I think I've done my time in Poland. <laughs> I, uh, it sounds good in theory, but it... Was... I'm not very excited. It's not like the first places that they would go after quarantine. Yeah, and, and it was frustrating after a while because not... Like, there are some countries in Europe where people speak English well, and there are some parts... Where they don't and and we've been in Spain. Yeah, we went to Spain. That's the no. I, I mean, they were. I, I don't know. Like I, I don't. I think I. I remember keeping a journal. I don't know where those journals are now. Your dad's garage, probably. Maybe, but uh, 
But yeah, you know, Spain was all right. We went to Barcelona, which was beautiful. And we went to, a, you know, there were places that we discovered on this tour that I didn't even know existed. Maybe this is me being a, an ignorant American or just not as well versed in, in European uh, history. But do you know Basque country? Mm-hmm. Basque country. So we didn't know that. We thought it was a, a part of Spain. And no, it's like Barcelona. It's even not part of Spain. Some may say it's like it's Catalonia. But they don't speak Spanish. They speak Catalonia. Really? Yeah, I, I have. The I little, mean, Barcelona is part of Spain. I have uh, the little prince and from Barcelona, and it's not in Spanish. Spanish. It's Catalonia. Right, but Barcelona is a part of Spain. Basque country is not, and there, and I haven't got. Maybe I should go look into the history of it. But they, the people of Basque country, the Baskers, uh, that's probably not what they're called. They were very adamant that no Spain, and they were real cool people. I, I really don't think that you know what the. I do remember that the person who was in charge of the 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 show that day in Spain spoke very little english spanish people in spain their, their english is not good there is paul taylor he was a, a guest in almost a year ago from france you watched his show with me i know uh, paul taylor he's a very funny comedian he's british and french and he has a very funny bit about that the the sweet and it's so true because I, i've i've been in the same exact situations in in Sweden, they're so humble about their English, and their English is incredibly amazing. I remember, like six years old back then. It was it was 2010 when I was in Sweden, and a six years old talked to me, and his English was so much better than mine, and I felt terrible. And and they're like still very humble about it. They're like, oh yeah, I don't know if, if my English is good enough, but like even their accent was like American, and. And then Paul Taylor is making fun of like the, the Spanish are so like they're bragging that they're oh yeah I speak English very well and they don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I. But they they do have that like like temper and and like very welcoming and and they want to help and they're very. Yeah. Like they're taking a siesta and in the middle of the day and drink a lot of cervezas all day long. So I guess that they have their own charm. Yeah, I remember Spain being a, a, a place where the I don't think the show was was that well attended. So we, we didn't really t- talk to that many people at the venue besides our point guy, the guy that booked it, whose house that we stayed at, I think. So we, we were, I mean, and the majority of the time, we were pretty much left to our own devices. We were walking around a little bit. And for part of the tour, Robert, the guy from the record label, was with us so he i think he spoke a couple of different languages so he could kind of help the guy from poland yeah he could kind of help translate a little bit but i mean it was mostly us it was us just talking to ourselves and, and experiencing things working sometimes not working in terms of meeting and interacting with So barcelona the was the the most South Spain that you've been? Uh, I think it might have been the only exactly Spanish city that, that we went to in Spain. Um, I would like to go. I don't know. I, I, I think that my 
my buddy Ryan, who is the drummer of both those bands, and primarily the reason that I was with there, the guy he was my roommate. Uh, I think that he might have a record, and I I should probably see if he has those because I I am kind of curious about the schedule of where we went and and how long we were there. I remember you know being I in feel, some places longer like than others. I we should do that again, you and me. Yeah, Take but it's different. Places. Yeah, it's gonna be different. You're not gonna be drunk the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be given free food, <laughs> board, and alcohol, which uh, is. Uh, I'll feed you. A, oh, thank you. You and the birds. Yeah. I'm gonna stand in the dumb square. Yeah, it, it's it's good to be optimistic you. about future travel plans, but it's also a, <laughs> a waste of so what, the recycled air least, that we're breathing. What's your least favorite part of uh, of Europe traveling? Uh, no highways in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite? Um, I I was. I mean, what what's the place that you would go back tomorrow? Not tomorrow, but like you know what I mean. Don't go anywhere tomorrow. <laughs> if I if I could alone, if I could crazy. teleport to a place. Um, well, one place that was so beautiful that I that I knew so little about, and the show that we played there was so strange was <laughs> slovenia <laughs> which is this we're not going back to slovenia that's i can promise you i'm sorry slovenia but <laughs> well let me tell you the there are other places that i want to be before i'm going to slovenia all right i think dean my sister was in slovenia yeah maybe maybe you not. gotta get her on the podcast and she's going to places of like uh, retirees uh would go it was it looked like the 1800s there were yeah. like horse drawn carriages but it was it was in this mountain town and and what I'm telling you the show was inside like a pig shed there were no pigs in there but there was a trough where pigs eat out of like a concrete trough oh my God. in there and it was so tiny it could fit only like six people which was perfect because i think only six people were there and they were just like people from the neighborhood and we couldn't go in the guy's house to use the bathroom his parents were like who were these wait what Westerners? was that thing again i think I... a trough it's what like horses and pigs eat and of where was in that slovenia in the street or no it was inside the little shed that the show was in. Oh, okay. Oh my God. The show was in like a guy's shed. It was crazy. But that, but that's also where I learned the uh, the official or unofficial I'm Slovenian <laughs> equivalent to cheers or salute oh. or lahayim, which is uh, sintintint. Yeah. He told oh. us sintintint. And yeah, I said, well, oh, is that like Slovenian for cheers? He goes, no. It is the sound that the beer can makes when you open it. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. So that Clever. stuck with me like forever. That. But we weren't there for very long. We yeah, were... I remember in the beginning when we started, when I just met you. you yeah. Tell me Sintintin. Sintintin. So Slovenia is... There's a T at the end? Sintintin, I guess. Whatever. Slovenia is near Slovakia, which was also cool. And very complicated with their money because they're not in the european union so that was a real 
hassle yeah. as a roadie to have they don't to... they don't accept that and that some places i mean some people did but the thing is that when oh, you're when, when i'm yeah. well no like when i'm selling people t-shirts and records they're not bringing euros with them they're not getting their money yeah. transferred they're using the money that they have like if i'm going to see a canadian band play in boston I'm not going to go to the money exchange to get yeah. loonies or <laughs> yeah. Canadian dollars for them. So, yeah, I was, I'm like... So, Slovenia and Slovakia, these are the places that you would like to go back to Europe? <laughs> no, I'm talking... Well, listen, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm already on the record. This is something we've talked about off microphone that, like... I'm not making any travel plans. I, I don't know, care. I know. Like, don't put me on the I spot. Know. I need to go to Israel before. But you're asking me about the interesting places that I've been to and places that surprised me that uh, that I have a, a strong connection to. And, uh, yeah, I would love to go to Slovenia someday. <laughs> Slovakia was just weird. I mean, it, it, it was one of those places, I think, that sometimes we would have to be traveling all day because we were in just a sprinter van driving around. So I think we got there at night. So it's kind of a different dynamic. We didn't really explore during the day because we had to get back in the in the vehicle and, and get going again. So we got there at night. And the very first thing that the uh, pretty well English-speaking connection, the guy that booked us for the show, the first thing that he said to us was, uh, you think I sound like Dracula, huh? <laughs> and we did. We did think that. And he took us to a supermarket after the show and I just remember it. It looked like something you would see in pre-Berlin Wall coming down, you know, like East Berlin or in Russia. It was just like this giant, plain, like fluorescent lit Walmart with all these bizarre products that we couldn't read, and we're just walking around trying to find something to get for like a late night snack, and uh, it, it was. Very bizarre. I mean, we it, it was like a fish out of water comedy everywhere we went. But uh, we should do that again. Like a Europe yeah, trip. come on, we, take me to Europe. We are, all right. Stop. We no, are, it would never stop. We are sitting in Quincy, <laughs> Massachusetts, with barely enough money to pay for the next two <laughs> months of rent, with zero income. And I can't sit and watch a I movie with you. I can still dream. Leave me alone. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. Matt's problem. I don't know. No, wait. Me let out. me tell something. Let me say something. So people don't know. Matt's problem is that the biggest problem is that he didn't understand the the marriage thing yet, and he doesn't understand that once he's just telling me like, yeah, all right, let's do that. I'm just gonna forget about it. Most women, if you're right now a man and you have a woman in your life, just tell her, okay, you're right, sure, whatever. Yeah, but then you get the travelocity. Uh, I'm not going to travel anywhere you, soon. I don't even have money. You get the and also, I need sale to for Slovenian before. flights pop-up ad on, uh, <laughs> on Facebook. We're and not you say, going Remember, anywhere, Remember you said we could go there? Hello. I'm not that. Remember we watched that movie with a boat and I said, can you buy me a boat? And you said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Well, now you have to buy it for me. That's uh, how I feel. Come on. We can't watch. We can only watch TV shows that we have things don't. that you don't want me to get for you. That's that's the rule from now on. So we can only watch prison movies. Oh, when are you gonna take I me to Alcatraz? <laughs> because that's the only time like we could watch a movie 
<laughs> All right, so you're married to an Israeli girl. How yes, is that? and I went to Israel, and, 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 and Israel is a beautiful country. And, uh, and I'm holding his hand really, really hard she, right now. She is holding the Israeli pistol that she assembled herself <laughs> to my oh head my right now. No, Israel was awesome. Going to the Dead Sea was one of the most interesting travel experiences I've had since Slovenia. <laughs> And sleeping in the Dublin airport and being woken up by security guards at 8 a.m. being told I couldn't sleep on the floor. That was nice, too. So because, you know, just getting back to the original question, you asked me where I'm really from. And I told you a bunch of places in Massachusetts. But I have always culturally identified as Irish, although my younger sister went through one of those... I don't know what she had to do. I didn't really ask any follow-up questions because I, I, don't, I, I don't really give a shit. She or said she mailed some spit in uh, No, they clippings. give you like something. You just need to put it like in your mouth and then you send it back. Right. So whatever. Mails. One of those websites, 23andMe or something, that diagnoses your... 23andMe? That's, I, I that that's sounds like called. a porn website. Well... A bad one. Come on. <laughs> I know. Come on. All porn stars should be... 18 to 19 at most. 23, little old. <laughs> so she did this, and it tells you where your cultural... I don't know how they figure that out. But she said, DNA, it, we, she said that we weren't as Irish as, as we had been led to believe. So whatever. But the only so time... Yeah, and, then, and then she found out also that you're a little German, and she said that she took responsibility in the name of... Germany and she apologized to right she so well I mean to be fair the only German part of me is my right hand extended in the air <laughs> oh my god so. go, and, go and home the, find another the middle of my mustache between my nose and my <laughs> lip that's the only part of me that's German whatever so um but Ireland was something that is special part of my heart because i've been lied to my entire youth thinking i was irish because <laughs> my 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 government last name is breen which is irish as fuck so we <laughs> flew into ireland and out of ireland but we had no shows there but the so very you travel you had time to like yeah but we had very limited time because after we were woken up by the Irish airport security officers, our flight was leaving, I want to say at 1 p.m. So we had four hours to leave the airport and explore Ireland. And that's what we did. We tried to do as much as we could. I, I did go to... Was it Dublin? Yeah, it was Dublin. So I went to this... Uh, we went to sleep. We saw the statue of Phil Lynette, who is a musician... It was a band called Thin Lizzy. The boys are back in town. The boys are back. And I had no idea he was Irish, but apparently he is, or just big in Dublin. Now he is Irish. And um, yeah, we walked around. Dublin was an awesome city. I'd I never, would love I, to go to I'd Dublin. never been on a double decker bus before. And uh, bus. two decks like to the bus. Floors? A bus that has a roof and regular bus. Like, imagine a bus. That has, it's like a bunk bed that has another row of seats on the top. Yeah, but the buses to New York. 
Yeah, those are double decker buses. I'm saying and that you've I never been. I'm saying that I had never been on one before. But in Ireland and England, they have them in their no, open air at the it. top. We had it when I was a kid, like in the early, early, early 90s. We still had those in Israel. Okay. You've never had those here, like a, a, like in cities or something, like in Massachusetts? No. The, my first, like I said, the first time I've been on a double-legged bus was in Ireland. I only see, I mean, obviously, there are like tour buses in New York City that have them, but I'd never been on one, so the first time I had... It's something that I associate more with London, England, anyway. Yeah, it's a London thing. Yeah, so Dublin had them, and uh, we went there on that, on almost no sleep, after traveling around mostly Poland for a month. And uh, <laughs> it was tough. I was so mentally and physically exhausted, but I was determined to try to soak up as much Irish culture as possible. I think I had a pint of Guinness someplace, and... We went to an Irish gift shop, and I I found coasters with the Breen family crest on them, and I bought them, and my dad still has them, I think, last time I checked. And, uh, you know, we just walked around the city. It happened to be a nice sunny day, which doesn't happen in Ireland that often. But not for four hours. Okay, well, <laughs> it depends on what the traffic from Slovenia to Dublin is. I, had, I told you, I had two guests in the, on my, my Fringe special episode, both from uh, Ireland. And they invited us, they said, whenever you're coming in town, there's comedy. We can do some stand-up. And it's not that far from here. I mean, it's the closest part. I know, that's why we yeah. flew there from here. I know, but I'm saying we Air should Lingus. go one day, hopefully. We took Air I, Lingus. I really want to go back to... where. What? Aer Lingus is the name of the airline. It's also what you call it if uh, if you lick pussy in the bathroom on the flight. Air. Aer Lingus. Like cunnilingus, but in the air. What is cunnilingus? That's a joke. Cunnilingus is pussy eating. Really? In what language? English. Cunnilingus? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. Well, I'm learning so much. This is a learning experience for everybody. <laughs> um, the next time we went back to Europe in 2009, we we went to more places. We went. To, we didn't go to England the first time, and that's where we spent time England in England. Is great. It's been a year since I was in London and Paris, and I missed it so much. Yeah, we were London. Uh, I liked Brighton the best. Really? Mm-hmm. It was more my speed. It was cool. Oh, it, it's London. a it's a, I mean, I know London is a coastal town. Too. I was really close to, to change all of my, my schedule and take a bus to York and see Ricky Gervais trying material. But I had shows and stuff yeah. and podcast recording and it was only four days. You're there for business. Yeah. And also I've never been to London. So it was my first time. So I just like decided to focus on what I have right now. And next time I might go to York. Yeah. I mean, so all of the experiences that I had in these places were shaped by whether or not the people that were, I keep saying point people, like the people that booked the show or whatever, it it was kind of dependent on their schedules. Like we didn't mind going out and doing things on our own, but we also had no clue for the most part what to do now also this is a time before smartphones so we all had flip phones that were basically shut off we would occasionally yeah, it just started in 2009 we would occasionally borrow someone's phone 
or I think one of us had an international phone, but we really only used it on rare occasions. Like where we would call home and talk to our family once or twice every week or so. That's weird though. Okay. I mean, in Israel, in I was in Sweden in 2010, I already had an iPhone. All right. Well, you didn't we have were... like iPads and stuff? No, I told you. iPods? No. I'm not making this up. I'm not repressing my memory. Okay, it might Think be. It's just been like maybe. It might be hard for you to believe, but I'm telling you what happens in the way that You're we experience it. Just lazy. So, punk people. We uh, and and we happened to be uh, in Brighton, and the people that we were staying with were young students, and they, I don't think they had school that week or whatever, yeah. so they had time to sh- show us around and. Brighton was awesome. I'd never seen a beach that had no sand before. It was all rocks. Like smooth, round rocks. I really want to go back to the UK and travel all around, all the way. Scotland. Scotland was real cool, too. Yeah. I remember just being amazed going through the rolling the rolling hills of Scotland and all the green everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's amazing. It's and castles and shit like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. There. I have a question because okay. we're already in one hour. Right. Uh, um, have you ever lied to someone that asked you outside of the United States or even in the United States that asked you where are you from? Have you ever lied about that? Uh, technically, <laughs> I lied to homeless people that asked me for money. I would say in the United o- States. only Russian. On the Russian, in the United Swiss. States, and in other places. Matt is one of those people that if he didn't finish his food or something, or got enough food, he would share it with the homeless. So, I have to. But I normally finish that. all my food. Yeah, but if you didn't, or somebody else didn't, you would go to someone and give it to him. Yeah, and uh, let me just say for uh, clarity, we were always grateful when people fed us, and. But there were rare, and it was usually pretty good food, but there were rare occasions when the food was fucking terrible. Let me guess, Poland. Yeah, (laughs) Poland was one. But not everywhere in Poland. Some parts of Poland were good, but we had so many places in Poland that that we went to that we weren't always going to get good food. So one place that we went to, it's this tiny little town right over the German border called Trisbiel. Poland and this is one of my one of my favorite stories because um, and I get, we can end it if you want because after this story if you want to keep it around the hour mark but uh, so we, we go longer I had longer podcasts I know but I feel like this is, I've said I've talked about the highlights I mean you could ask me if I have anything to say about specific countries you know Sweden was cool we went to Omea, Sweden, which is super north. We drove for like 12 hours there, 12 <gasps> hours back, just to do this one show because so many cool bands that we liked were from there, and the show was awesome, but I was nice. super paranoid on the whole drive Wait, there and back. Wait, you drove 12 hours north from Stockholm? I don't remember where we were. Or from the south? From somewhere in Sweden. We were 12 <laughs> hours of only Sweden driving. To get to yeah, but Umea. Like Stockholm is I know, but I'm just Stockholm. telling you that I don't remember if we were in Stockholm. Were you flying there to Stockholm? We did no flying. Oh, okay, so you're driving from yeah. the north, so it's like at least to the north. Yeah, so you didn't stop in Stockholm. 
I think we were at Stockholm, but you're asking me if we were driving from Stockholm, and I don't know if we were there the day. Have you been in other places besides Sweden, like next, like in Scandinavia, like Norway or Finland? Finland, yes. Norway, no. So you drove from Finland to Stockholm and then up. (laughs) You're asking me these. Let's go back to Stockholm and figure it out about where I drove from. I tell you, I don't know, but I drove for twelve hours. Finish your story about the food in in Poland. To this this town in Sweden. (laughs) Why does it matter where I drove from? And because when? I'm trying to understand, is it that long from Stockholm, 12 hours? Can you drive 12 hours all the way to the north? I don't think so. We did. I'm not making that so That's up. what I'm saying. Stockholm is in the middle. Okay. Stockholm is Nobody cares who is the I care. I'm going to figure it out. I don't care. Go Fair. on mapquest.se <laughs> and, and find this out. But um, that was definitely the longest, the longest ride of the tour. It was worth it and also stressful. And I believe there's a town in Sweden called China, which is kind of <laughs> comical. But um, Tresbio, Poland, yeah. fed us a meal that was soggy rice with, I think, microwave onions and some orange sauce, and that's it. And it was fucking disgusting. So sad. It was real bad. And we went to a supermarket to buy like loaves of bread. That's what one of our go-to snacks on the tour was just bread and mustard. And the mustard that, that they had in a lot of places in Europe was fucking fantastic. It came in like a metal toothpaste tube type thing yeah. or what you would buy glue in, you know. how? But it was awesome. It, it's refill. It's like the recycling thing. Maybe, yeah. But we would buy it. Mustard and, and glue. And we would buy pretzel sticks. And pretzel sticks were the perfect size to just dip in the mustard container. Oh, so yeah. we ate a lot of those on long rides while peeing in bottles. Oh, in the, my in God. The van. <laughs> and um, so Tresbiel, we go there and it's, a, it's like a Soviet bombed out little tiny town it's like the rowley of poland because (laughs) i've asked many people that i've met giving tours from poland if they've heard of tresbiel and i get nothing but blank stares in return (laughs) so we go there and the 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 show is happening in this little tiny school building it's like a schoolhouse with one room like a frontier town you know everyone that's Little kids of the town just go there. There's only one class of students, and they all go to the same school. But it was... I, wanna, I don't remember if we were there in the summer or not, but school was obviously not in session, or they just weren't using this building for school at the time. Uh, I don't know if schools can go out of business, but it, it was not <laughs> happening. didn't have enough kids. It might have been a repurposed yeah, school anyway. Nice. So we're driving through this little tiny town, and I'm asking the guy, I'm like, are people going to show up to the show? And here's the thing. Like they were, they had a record out in Poland. So some people knew about the band and were fans, but a lot of the people that would go to shows, not just in Poland, but other places in Europe were just because, Oh, it's a thing to do. Or, Oh, this band's from America. I'll check them out. Even though I've never heard of them before. And so he assured us that, yeah, people were going there. A lot of people were taking a bus to go there and we're like, Oh, okay, that's cool. So we go there and uh they have the show and 
and people are having a good time. They're doing like weird dances and stuff, not moshing, but just gyrating around and doing like weird shit. And almost nobody speaks English. Like this, some parts of Poland, like the cities and stuff, people spoke English, but almost none of the people were there at that. And nobody bought anything. Like nobody bought t-shirts or records. They were all really poor. And uh, and then after the show, the guy's like, now we'll have a dance party. And so they like turn the music off or turn the lights off rather. And they put on electronic music with like black lights and stuff like that. And the, the at me and everyone to the bed is like, what the fuck is going on? And then you ate. And, uh, yeah. Well, no, we ate before. <laughs> and um, But I mean, it was good because this was near the first part of the tour. So this is right after Amsterdam. And uh, or Holland, yeah, we were in Holland and Amsterdam, and uh, what we, we were you've in, been in Holland and Amsterdam. Well, no, I was saying I don't remember. I told you earlier, if you go back, listen, I don't remember the town in the in the country of Holland, and then we went to Amsterdam. I know the whole thing is Holland, <laughs> but I'm saying I don't remember <laughs> Thank the town. You. I was waiting for that. We were in the country. You just said we've been in Holland the and countryside. Amsterdam. The countryside. Okay, okay, it's okay. Yeah, I got it. You forgive me? I okay. Forgive <laughs> so um, we weren't spoiled by all the good food that we would have coming up. So we were just like, okay, this is terrible food. We're gonna go. No. We're gonna go eat supermarket bread that we bought for ten rupees or whatever. And, and uh, so we asked the guy, "Where are we sleeping?" Now, also a little little backup. We had an agreement because so many bands travel through Europe and they get their vans broken into and shit stolen from. So a member of our traveling party would sleep in the band in the van every night. So we would we would alternate. And I volunteered to sleep in the van that night and everybody else slept in the school. And <laughs> and, and they're they're tired and I'm tired. And but they just played, so they're much more tired than I am and they're wondering when this dance party is going to end and the guy's like i don't know let's just keep going on and there's it sounds like a scene from hostel yeah and they they were sleeping in the building that the dance party so was weird. happening in so they really had to it wasn't in the same room i think it was downstairs but like i said it was a small building so they're all waiting for everyone to get the fuck out so they could go to sleep and I'm wondering, like, if all these people came in here on a bus, is there, like, a late-night bus to get them back? And so I asked the guy, and he's like, no, they're staying here, too. (laughs) (laughs) So they're sleeping here after they're done partying, which looks like there's no end in sight. And the band is like, fuck this. Like, we just played this show for, like, almost no money. We sold nothing. <laughs> we have to wait for their dance party that they're not enjoying to end. They're not drinking. They're all the Polish people are drunk, and I am sleeping in the van. <laughs> and I get a great night's sleep, and then I get woken up at like eight a.m. by them, and it looks like none of them have slept. And they're like, "We're getting the fuck out of here <laughs> now!" And on the ride to the next town, deeper and deeper to Poland, it turns out. I asked them, you know. That was pretty shitty, huh? And they're like, dude, when it eventually stopped, the noise and the partying eventually stopped and it seemed quiet. It was probably quiet for about 10 minutes. 
And then they started hearing this weird sound because when the Polish people would finish drinking their cans of beer, they would stomp on them to crush them. And so at the end of the night, after all the partying was done, one of the partiers or a strange town person or something was going around collecting the cans but he would have to uncrunch them so oh like my God. just just when they thought it was quiet then they just hear the oh no like hundreds and hundreds of times because this guy is trying to make his 5 cent refund on all these oh crushed beer God. cans and uh yeah so that was the so I know uh, where we're going back. that was my favorite my favorite uh night to sleep in the van but about about because I missed the, all that. the polish food and you said basically it's kind of like jokes in here there was some israel. great polish food that we had yeah in israel the polish food is like the the lowest in the like we were also ve- all vegetarians uh, some of us were vegan and they had a lot of fake meat that was just in a in weird tubes that you would like pierce and it would come out as paste which was it did aesthetically did not look appealing i think at it's all. like it was, some of it was good yeah but um but yeah like the american jewish food that everybody is like oh my god i love matzo ball i love gefilte fish we don't eat those things in israel very often and you unless go, you're polish do and you go gefilte fishing gefilte fish do you know what gefilte fish is uh, a, i i opened up for alex edelman one time at a jewish college and it was on like a friday night and they had bread at the table and I thought it was bread, and it was gefilte fish. Oh my god! And you ate it? I did not oh, keep okay. it in my mouth for long. Oh yeah, you can. It's it was not that good. Yeah, it's cold, weird looking. I liked it when it was a kid shit. when my grandma made it, but but it, it passed. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. I don't think I would ever eat that. At least they put like a little carrot on the top. It it felt weird in my mouth, so I spit it out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's not. Yeah, so that's that's in Israel. That's the Polish food. That's the the Jewish American. Mm. Because the the Jewish Americans in the United States are are like, they're basically Polish and and from America. You don't have a lot of like Uh, Moroccans, Americans. Yeah. but yeah, that's that's the better food in Israel, the Moroccan. And I just told my mom today that I really wish for a good Moroccan family right now to host me and make me the best Shabbat dinner ever. Mm. Like they know, they have like the best food, Moroccans, I think. I'm Yemeni and, and Polish. I eat dough and yeah. Morocco that's dough. Morocco dough, yeah. I don't eat a lot of Polish food though. We do eat a lot of, of matzo ball soup for some reason. Matt is vegetarian and it reminds him of uh, meatballs, I guess. It's vegetarian no, it meatballs. does not remind me of anything like no? meatballs. We've it? only had it it's in like soup. Meatballs. It's like meatballs. First yeah, of all, it's, it's like... I've never had meatballs in soup. I know that Neither. meatballs exist in Italian wedding soup. I've never had that. It's really? disgusting. But no, matzo balls don't remind me of it's like meatballs. Round. Yeah, well, like it is meatballs. round. That does remind me of the shape of a meatball. <laughs> But stop spreading these lies. I've never said that matzo balls remind me of meatballs. I know. No, I didn't say that. That you Rewind told it. me. You just said I that. Didn't I say said you that. You told me. No, I said that Matt. What, is what's the time code? We're going it back. Reminds him to that. Oh yes. Yeah, so you just. I said. didn't say that. You told me that it reminds you. I said what I think, and I, that's what I what think. What you think is a lie? Uh, no, it's Friday, 
and I'm super exhausted. I'm a pole dancer and I work. Let's just order pizza for Shabbat. No, I'm gonna. No, we're not ordering anything. Um, Yeah, and we're gonna make some challah. So how is it to be married to uh, someone that uh, accent person? Someone that's an accent person. Yeah, English problems Um, like me. It's lovely being married to you. Oh! I do say the word what. I do say the word what a lot. <laughs> and and I don't sometimes know. Yeah, but it's not about my accent. Sometimes I'm just you, mumbling. But you just asked so. me what it's like to be married to an accent person. So I'm thinking that you're asking me specifically accent-related questions. Sometimes you pronounce words in a strange way. Sometimes and you're and really I try to teach me. you, and you don't want to learn. I'm trying. It's hard. Trying to want to learn? Yeah, I'm trying to want to. Yeah. Do you think that you will ever be rid of your accent? No, I know I don't you don't so. want to be, but... I don't think so. But I, the, like, I, used to have a, I used to have a Boston accent. I don't speak with a Boston accent it's anymore. It's not the same. It's a different language. Yes, the Boston language it is, is not the same. English. But there are Israeli actors working in Hollywood that don't have a as thick, thick one how would you still, rate even gal gadot she has an accent somewhat of an accent that. but i but if i but many people who have watched wonder woman don't immediately know that she's israeli yeah because she took so first of all a lot of people don't know what an israeli accent sounds like most of the people around the world first okay. first guess that they give me is french or spanish for some reason i think that it's the way that i look it's not the way that i it thought sounds. when i first met you i told you before i thought you were polish <laughs> But it's also because you were and eating. And you wanted me right away to make you some white rice with orange Soggy sauce. white rice <laughs> with microwave onions and orange sauce while you uncr- You were uncrunching a can on stage when I met you, <laughs> though, at a dance party. <laughs> and I was sleeping in a van when I saw you. Oh. Yeah. All right. So we're going to Trisbia so and we're going finish, to Slovenia. Oh, I was asking yeah. you if you had to rate how much of an accent you had from one to ten where would you put i have so a ten is like the most accent the thickest the thickest so i would say that i have six no not six four i would say you have a four plus six (laughs) oh my god you didn't hear like bad accent you should you did hear bad accent you hear you heard like some of my my family people even my sister I mean, her English is better in her yeah, head. Yeah, but no, here's but the thing. she's most like, take, do, come, this. Right, so if you, do, if you don't speak English primarily, it's... I don't speak English primarily. <laughs> you don't pronounce primarily, primarily. Primarily. What? How did you say that? Primarily. 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 Yeah, primarily. Enough. If I'm gonna like, like you know, I don't even. I would say you're gonna eight accent. No, not at all. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> and eight. First of all, the the if you go to the mall and you're gonna go to a cosmetic store, this is the accent that the the classic Israeli salespeople. Uh-huh. They speak like this. They do that. Mm-hmm. They don't have the. But they're yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. So There's I'm nothing wrong this, with having an accent. No, so my accent is not you. very, very thick. There are like thicker, thicker accents that I know people that speak like that. And then there are some people that like their accent is like just really bad, so you can't understand anything. And that would be ten for me. So I think that I'm four because they're like 
if I'm gonna try harder to get my accent better, I think that I can work on it, but there is a big problem that I just don't want to. So that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> and I think that it's charming. A lot of people told me to not get rid of my accent. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying I to. Just I just scared. asked you a they question. I'm just scared because I've been in the army or something. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I like my accent. People understand me. That's I, I I appreciate Americans that they understand my accent, even though it's bad sometimes, and even though they don't understand me all the time. Like your grandmother. Matt told me once that my grandmother never understand you, and it just felt bad a little bit. But what can I do? I think she doesn't understand everything all the time that you say. But she's most of what you say. Yeah, she talks to you on the phone perfectly. Yeah, she sometimes talks. you talk to me, you go. Yeah, that, I think that's my main problem with my accent because I think fast, so I, I speak fast, and it doesn't sound good. <laughs> I have too many things in my brain. I need to take it out before I forget. Uh, <laughs> in Hebrew, in French, in English, in drawings, <laughs> in numbers. It's a lot going on. A lot. Especially now in quarantine. So, what would you wish to my podcast? 50th episode. That's. Well, congratulations, Mazel Tov. 50. You're uh, halfway to triple digits. That's mm. uh, it's a big time milestone. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you for being my guest. Where people can find you, Mr. Podcast. It's the master of podcast. He made me do that podcast in the beginning. I do a monthly podcast called Backstage at the Naked Comedy Showcase, which I am in the mid, the middle of editing together our second he edit, best he edits of episode. It, uh, naked, just for the record. Right. It's <laughs> edited naked, but performed clothed. We record during the Naked Comedy Showcase, which in non- Social distancing times happens the first Thursday of every month at Improv Boston and Cambridge at 9.30. Talk to comics, hang out. We don't just talk about naked stuff, but that is a jumping off point from time to time. And I do a podcast that is basically a weird audiobook of comic books relating to Quasar, a superhero from... Uh, he had his own book in the 90s, but he's been around since the 70s. I do that. It's on the Capes and Lunatics podcast network. I have a backlog of my old podcast comics coming up, which who knows? Maybe I'll bring that back. I stopped doing it to focus more on stand-up, and there's no stand-up to be doing nowadays, so possibilities are endless. And also another podcast that I don't do anymore is called Maniacs. So if you want to know what my predictions of a UFC fight that happened five years ago are, look that up. That's also on Apple Podcasts. And that's uh, pretty much uh, that's it. On social media at Matt Kona, M-A-T-T-K-O-N-A. Facebook, Twitter, don't really use that. Instagram, Thanks for having me. Thank you, my love. I really appreciate you being my guest. I can't wait to take you to Slovenia. Oh, my God. I can't wait either. I want to go to to Poland again. Uh, So thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm Elgavish everywhere. And also I wanted to say uh, leave a review if you're listening on uh, iTunes. And make sure that you're subscribing. There are other 50 episodes over 50 episodes to listen to this is the special 50th 
of every week one, but there are a little more than that. Uh, so make sure that you're going back and, and listening to more. I have the, the, how do you say that? I have the luck, I have the, 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 the honor. I have the honor to, to have like the best guest. All the comedians around there that being my guest. Uh, so thank you. Hopefully it will be over soon and I would be able to uh, interview other people and travel a lot again. I miss that so much. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, hopefully see you soon in on stage in comedy. So thank you for listening. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Bye.